Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? Our lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. How that lifestyle been going for you? It's been treating me well, man. Getting connected with a whole bunch of people. Meeting a whole bunch of new people. People hitting us up. Talking about they checking us out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's been cool. Yeah, somebody hit us from South Florida. Uh, she Obviously, she listens because she's not from the area. But uh, it's a black woman who owns her own photo stock website. So she's the only black woman who owns a photo stock website. So that's pretty cool. Explain and what a photo stock website so is. So basically, the, uh, like you might see a picture of a fall scenery or something like that. That's yeah. a stock photo, which means that it's available for anybody to use. Right, right. And she owned a photo stock website, so that was cool. So we eventually go have her on. But like we don't know when because we gonna have to coordinate that because we don't do phone call interviews. Right, and it's either she gotta come here or we gotta go there. What oh, part we can of Florida? Be in the middle. She just said South Florida, so I mean, I don't know how to, you know they they counted out out there. So it, it, it obviously it's not Duval, so it could be Miami kind of. Right, right. Said. So uh, you got a book or a word? Uh, no, I do. I got a word. My word is work. It's the extort extortion or effort directed to pr produce or accomplish something, labor something like that. So when people say they working, that's usually what they mean. They putting in the effort because that's the biggest thing because if you're not putting in the effort how we know you're working right 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 you got a book or a word yeah i got a book it's outwitting the devil by napoleon hill now most people might know napoleon hill from three can grow rich in 1938 just after he published three can grow rich he set out and uh he did another book and it's called okay. outwitting the devil and basically he's talking about how like all of these things are systems of fear yeah. you know what i'm saying like you you go to church and you scared to go to hell so right. you act right and that's what people be making their own devils and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's crazy. I didn't know you had that. I haven't read that one. What's the read like? Uh, when I'm I read that? some of it because you know I started doing something else, so I just like yeah. blocked out anything. So what kind of text is it in the book? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I mean the font. The font, yeah. yeah. I don't know the name of it. I'm saying that. big, small. You it's know how medium size. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's cool. So I'm gonna have to get that. How long you had that? About three weeks. Oh. I got I, I literally got thirty books stacked up. That you gotta read. Yeah, yeah. I got that new Rock book. Shout out to you. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm I saying? Too. I yeah. can't wait to uh crack that open, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh I So why was work your word? Work was my word, man, because we sitting here today with an artist uh from the Detroit, from the east side of Detroit, who has put in a lot of work. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like uh for those of y'all who don't know, uh we used to be artists, but uh what, what this artist don't know is we credit him with introducing us to Al Prophet because Al Prophet shot a video from him. So we saw the Lodge Boys video, but when we saw his video, we was like, oh, so Al Prophet is a, a video director. Is a video director. Yeah, he yeah. just not a nigga rolling with a camera with somebody. And uh, so we got Stretch Money, y'all. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Stretch. Yeah. What's going on, brother? How you doing? <clears throat> um, Darren Stephen McCullough. Uh, stretch money. <laughs> I'm in the building. Yeah, we appreciate your time. It's a pleasure, Mr. Take Money to Make Money. Yeah. So we go get in the Take Money to Make Money like but before that, like everybody knowing you from being on the east side and coming up on the east side. Kind of take us through that, like what part of the east you from and stuff like that. Um, I'm from East Warren. 
I grew up on Buckingham and Waverly. That's them the side streets, residential streets that I physically lived on. But you know what I'm saying? My turf is on the Warren. Yeah, okay. Warren. So if you listen to the show, you know, if anybody say something about East Warren, we mentioned East Warren and Devonshire, Rose Hand Car Wash. Say it when you say yeah, it. You feel what I'm saying? So we came up over there with Blick, you know what I mean? My brother and Blick met in uh, Dickerson yeah. Yeah. in the county jail, mm -hmm. and we rapped, and he was like, man, I got a car wash over there, and we do shows. Yeah. And so we started going over there. We used to be over there every day for like two years straight. And so that became like a second home, because we from Angster. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, them boys embraced us, showed us a lot of love. Yeah. I still got niggas from over there on Three Mile to this day Same. that I talk to. You feel what I'm Same. saying? And if I'm in position and I can help them, I Same. put them in position. But we had a lot of love on these so, so, so what How was ill is it? I don't mean to stop you, but how ill is you talking about my hoods? You talking about where I'm from? Yeah, right. That's where I'm from. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. So with the connected experience, we always try to find a type of connection. And like, absolutely. And like I said, that was like a second home. I'm talking about. Every day, Love, all day. every day yeah, yeah, at the yeah. car wash, we met so many people come through. We used to perform on Wednesdays on the big stage. We used to have a stage in the car wash. We shut the car wash down, push it, mm -hmm. block the door off. All the kids in the neighborhood, the parents, Barbecues, everything. everything. Yeah, you yeah. feel what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that just was a, for that two years, that was a great experience, especially being from the town and being embraced over there. Classic. Because, you know, that's a far away. You know what Classic. I'm saying? Because you actually worked with an artist from the town one time. And, uh, uh, a couple. Yeah, so we was instrumental in one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, when he got his local deal, we put the contract together. He came, he was like, bro, who you think I should get from the city? And, I mean, at this time, it was nobody hotter than Stretch Money and uh, KD. So you got to put them on the same song. You feel what I'm saying? And that ended up happening. So we always do behind-the-scenes work also. And it's like we don't work in the same circles without actually meeting each other. You mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So growing up over there, how was family life? Uh, I had a full family life. I had a, a mother, father, aunt, uncle, granny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was thoroughly raised. Right, and that's good to hear. So I wasn't deprived as far as how I was raised and in my household and when it came to love. Right, that's right. a good thing that's to hear. Good, yeah, that's good to hear because normally people come in here and they missing one parent or they favor the other. So well, did you have siblings as well? Um, I got a baby, I got a little brother. My father had more kids um, outside of my mom. Right. So I, I do have other siblings, yeah, but with my mom, it's just me and Macho, me and my little brother. Okay, okay. Um, but don't be mistaken, my father was in the streets, so he was in and out. Right, right. But that never affected, like, how he raised me, what he taught me, right, things right. of that it nature. It still was a good relationship. He was it just was an excellent adult. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the streets took him down, though, so, um, but... Like overall, I was very blessed though. Cool, cool. So what uh, what high school did you attend? I went to Finney High School. You went to Finney High School. Any sports or anything or? Um, I wouldn't count the sports I played. I tried that shit my first year in. You feel me? I played football. I'm actually like, I know how to hoop and play football. I'm kind of like one of them people that learn some shit and be good at everything and I just don't say nothing. Right, yeah. right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, she be laughing at me when I be like, man, like, I did this, I did that. Like, if I, I tell her I got handles, like, I lightweight got handles for real. Right? Yeah. But I could see how that's funny. <laughs> right, because everything. <laughs> you know you what I'm saying? Just... Yeah, then I'm super cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, 
but uh, no, for uh, for the most part, bro, I was more of an academic. Okay, that's cool to hear. That's cool to hear too. So, did you ever think about? Did you go to college after high school? Did you attend yeah, college? Did. What I college did. did you go to? I attended Baker College on the scholarship that I got from um, my uh, GPA. Okay. Oh, okay. So, what, what was your major? Um, I went for uh, as a computer technician was what I was trying to learn. Yeah. But if I didn't pick it. Yeah. Oh, so it was based on like your GPA, like what they No, fit. my mama picked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. Yeah. I didn't know what I was just like sound like I get myself into something heavy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And um once I got to going, I ended up just like not liking college and school. Yeah. I didn't like it no more and I dropped out. Yeah. Right. So what was your favorite activity as a kid since you had like a great upbringing? It didn't sound like you actually had to be out there and you know the I had to do this to survive tag that, that come with so many people in that no, area. I'm not that kid. Yeah, so yeah. what as a kid, uh, like you got to be a kid. So what was your favorite activity as a kid? Uh shit, man, you know, it's stages. Um I had for one, I was the only kid for a while. And um like, I was just, I've always been solo dolo all my yeah, life, right? right, right? Uh, at six, playing with my toys right, right, was right. the greatest. I had I had everything. He-Man, um, you know, Skeletor. I had Thundercats. I had I had Grayskull. <laughs> I had Silverhawks. Yeah. You feel me? Right. I had I not only did I have Lion O, but I had Battle Cat. Like right, I was right, that right. little boy, you yeah. feel me? So, you know, All yeah, my toys was the shit. Um after that it was riding my bike. Like I learned how to ride my bike like close to turning seven. Yeah. Right. Because at first I was just scared. Yeah. So right about before I turned seven, I was still six. That's when I learned how to ride my bike. I had a black and red BMX. Yeah. It's crazy. I love that bike. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, like we always say about when we uh, started riding our bikes, that's how we got to know everybody. Like to ride across the neighborhood, we could cross yeah. the neighborhood, cross streets, yeah. even even crossing. I remember like going to the next block. Yeah. Was like, yo, this lit. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, then when you cross the next, the big street. Yeah. Like, like yeah. going to the next block on your street was like, okay, boom, I did that. Now the next one is the street over. Yeah. Like what's happening over there? Yeah. You know, so I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I was just telling my wife yesterday, like, yo, put me on any big street in any any city anywhere. I'm gonna know how to make it home. I'm gonna know how to exactly make Figure it home. It out. Drop me off on the big street, and she was like, "What?" I say, "Cause that's all you gotta get to. That's Once you get to that big street, you go. All you can see the east or what? Is, yeah, or north or south, whatever way you're going. But you gonna know exactly how to get where you want to go. You come across civilization, you ask a question. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know yeah. So, like, when your mom had suggested computers, like, she obviously had some foresight. We probably around the same age. We graduated in 2000. Uh, she she obviously had some foresight and wanted you to go into something that could be considered a career. When you stopped, like, in school, like, how did she take that? Um, <laughs> I'm about to shoot my OG now. She ain't had no foresight. Um... It just, that's just what made sense to her. Yeah. 
my mama one of them people like you remember uh kings of comedy when when steve harvey say what you going to school for and my man say computer technology yeah and everybody that's my og yeah like computer technology that's it yeah that sound like it's gonna be something yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying so uh she was disappointed yeah but she was very disappointed but i'm like um, I don't know the word, strong-willed, yeah. strong-minded, like how I'm feeling is how I'm feeling, and I'll fight you about it, whoever. Plus, right. it's my life. I, I'm going to stand in front of God and say, yo, you was tripping, dog. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I feel like me and him should be able to pop it like that. Yeah. My God. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the OG was disappointing. But only to a certain degree because, man, dog, listen, I'm the only one that did it. Yeah. I'm the only male that graduated out of high school in my family, bro. Still right. to this day? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, my cousins. This generation. Really, 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 it's only my cousin that did it. Everybody else didn't do it. Like, my little brother, like, he didn't do it, like, the way you do it like right, right. he had to catch up and like do G, all that kind like of that. shit yeah right. like you, you graduated on time when you were supposed to and all that with honors right yeah, right, right. Honors. That's that's and that's good to hear uh you say that you graduated with honors because uh just knowing people think you can't do both if you live a street life you shouldn't be smart or if you not uh -huh. if you're smart you wouldn't live a street life and i don't think those two things go hand in hand one bit you know what I'm saying? Uh, coming from where we're from, the allure of the streets is just so strong. Man, listen, if I, I never really like, like me, I'm just me, I'm just daring, bro. Like, yeah. everybody look at me, like, stretch money. I know what I did. I know what I created. I know what I built. I know what I set out to do. I know, like, I know what I'm doing. I know, like, damn, that song was out cold. I know, I know I'm raw. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I know that, but... I'm still daring. At the beginning of the day. Yeah, so, like, man, listen, man. My story, dog, I never really looked at it like, I got a story. Yeah. Even that? even as light as it seems, like, learning, I was a, a, a 4.0 student. Yeah. Man, listen, bro, my daddy sold more heroin than a little bit. Yeah. That's what he did. My daddy used to talk shit, nigga. My my house been rocking 365 motherfucking days straight. No police, no heat. Yeah. That's the type of shit he used to talk. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And I remember sitting at the table with my daddy and my uncle Lavelle, and they was watching New Jack City. Yeah. And my daddy saw the, the moment when Wesley say, damn, crap. Yeah. yeah. Like, my daddy was like, I'm about to do that. Right, like you seen it in his he's, face. No, he said it out loud. <laughs> he okay. said it out loud. I'm sitting at the table, me, him, my Uncle Lavelle. He looked at us, and he looked at my uncle, and he was like, that's what I'm about to do. Yeah. And he did it. Yeah. So let, let's get back on track. Point is, man, like you said, like the not having to be in the streets and uh, like, I, I was raised to know that I didn't have to. My daddy told me, I don't want you in the streets, but 
if you gonna be in the streets, I want you to be book smart. I want you to be book smart and street smart. Right, yeah, that way, if that. you know both, can't no nigga out here in the streets fuck with you. Yeah. Then was his exact words. He ain't say a, a, a man out here can't outthink you. He said, if you know both, can't no nigga out here in the streets fuck with you because you smarter than everybody. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So that stuck with me all my life. Yeah. Um. Nah, like I said, I looked at my daddy like the ultimate street nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to say that, to have a father like that, but he telling me go to school. That's why I went to school and got the grades I got because of what he said to me. Like, well, shit, my daddy's, I'm about to go get it. Yeah. This is what I'm about to go do. Like, a lot of people, I know that the significance in my story and that happening, that's some shit that most people don't go through. People don't have a father in the streets that nurtures them in the, the most positive direction. Right, right. But and tell them if you end up out here, this is what this is, this how I go. See, my OG didn't hide nothing from me. Right. He showed me everything. When I was too young to when he was in the kitchen cutting up, you know, no, it's inappropriate for you to be in here. But man, my daddy took me. I watched him chef them packs. Yeah. I watched him. We we used to, my my daddy hustled in the Brewsters. Yeah. So we go down to the Brewsters and we go in the abandoned one of the abandoned buildings. He got his pack up in the ceiling. Boom! He knock it out. Boom! And fall down. Catch it. Boom! Make sure it's straight. Check it. It's all there. We out. We go down there where the fiends at, right. and this is how this is this nine o'clock in the morning. This yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. This this our routine, our and they routine. down there waiting on us. Yeah, you man, we've been waiting on you, boy. Come on, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's eight nine motherfuckers right there, but I'm right there with them. Yeah, right. We sit down there a couple hours till that shit gone, pack gone. We got a roll. We get back in the car. He had a motherfucking Datsun. Yeah. T top. Yeah. I'm gonna stop talking so y'all we can finish the question. I mean, because no, you know it ain't really questions. It's, it's just, just yeah. So but like we get in the car, he say count this. He he count the big bills. He give me all the ones. Yeah. Right. You feel me? It's how I learn money. It's yeah. how I learn to count. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But my daddy was the same daddy at two and three. He drew flashcards out and wrote shit and words and apple. He ain't go buy them. He made them. Right. What's this, boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, man, my my story a little different. Yeah, yeah. My story a little different. I mean, well, they, the audience should be able to appreciate that, too, because it's somebody who either being that same father or who had that same type of father. Yeah. And, and they, see, the, 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 a good father is grossly misunderrepresented. Mm -hmm. in the public to when it comes Absolutely. to black people and that's not the case i know niggas who had good fathers and great fathers no matter what they did for a living so when people come in here and talk about their father it's like no i let that roll because people need to hear it, you yeah, feel what I'm saying? Because shit, if we looking at fathers and we looking at the Kennedys, what you just told us is no different than what a Joe Kennedy did with his kids. He just doing it with bootleg liquor. You feel what I'm saying? And we don't even know if he had the, uh, like the care enough to, to draw the flashcards because they got maids and shit. You feel what I'm saying? So when, when fathers put in work, we appreciate that. And then it wasn't directly directed straight towards sports. It was like, yo, you go learn, you go be smart, you go do this shit the right yeah. way because no <coughs> sports. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No like sports. a lot of people think like a good dad being in their life is their father coming to all their games or whatever, all that shit. But yeah. that's just it's, it's, it's different when your when your parents is pushing like to be smart because they want you to be smarter than them. That's what it really be. Yeah. You know what I'm but saying? Listen, let me stop you. One of his main things he used to say to me was, 
don't be like me, be better, better than me. me. Right, right, right. Because that, that's, that's what determines if you was a good father. Because if he would have just showed you all the street shit, then where was the growth? You know what I'm saying? Like, where was the growth for the next generation? So let's talk about music, though, because everybody who uh, listening to you uh, at some point would know you from some music. So yeah. when did you decide that you really want to get into music? What was the first rap song and video you seen? Like, that's it right there. Rock him. Uh, motherfucking um, was it move the crowd? Yeah, the crowd. Yeah. Was it move the crowd? When the yeah, it's move the crowd, man. The little boy busting the box. No, that's microphone fiend with the little boy busting the boxes with the bat. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Pain and Fool was the first album I bought with my own money, like that I can remember going by. You feel what I'm saying? And when I just got that book and shit, I, I, I said that, like, I remember buying paid food. First of all, the shit was broke. I was heartbroken. It just, the tape didn't work. The store was about to close. Like, my dad took me to get that shit. My man, like, opened this, because, you know, you couldn't take no tapes back back in the day. That's all you, but my man, like, let us, like, like he took us, he let us get it back and shit. And I just remember seeing that shit, like, first of all, these niggas look fresh. You yeah. Like, this looks fresh. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, these niggas look like yeah. I want to look at what point Yo. in my life you feel what I'm saying yeah so like what was it about that song and video that made you like Rakim was dope yeah he just let me let me get on my New York shit the God <laughs> God of C the God you know what I'm saying no nah, like I don't know bro like it's like you said I saw it, I resonated with it. I was like, this is dope, bro. I still remember the little boy, his jacket. I, he was dope. I'm yeah. like, this is dope. <laughs> like, yo, and I, and, and I rock him kind of favored my father a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? They had the same type of, uh, they carried themselves the same. Right. Very right. firm. If you remember him in his videos, he was like, yeah, like no nonsense. Ain't like, no bouncing. Yeah, yeah, His head barely moved. It was just, I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Yeah. You just strong, you know what I'm saying? And I, I've always been attracted to strength. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I guess at a young age, that's what did it for me. He was fresh, the hot top fade with the, uh, you know what I'm saying? The big ropes, you know what I mean? That shit was fresh, bro. Yeah. So after you saying that, like, who did you tell first? Like, I want to do that shit. I ain't like, tell nobody. Yeah, high law. I I kept my rap feelings a secret till I was like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, but I've been a music baby all my life. See, I was raised in a house where like they didn't they didn't cut the cussing off. Yeah, none of that shit. We liked it. We liked it. Yeah, like my mama was like, really my my parents they were like music. They weren't into music, but they played the music, a lot yeah. of music, bro. Uh. Saturday mornings, shit, we liable to wake up too short playing. I mean, yeah. blasting though, like rocking yeah, the yeah. whole house. Boom, 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 like that. Yeah. She cooking breakfast. Yeah. You yeah. feel me? DJ Quick. I was, uh, I got a big West Coast orientation. Yeah, yeah You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, when I started rhyming and taking rhyming serious, I was heavily influenced by the east though yeah and um but it was because of who i studied yeah. you know what i'm saying right. but i mean even to this day i tell anybody though the, the east coast new york that's the mecca of hip-hop that's the that's you know what i'm saying right. that is i don't care what you it's all over the world but that's the origin 
You know what I'm saying? So you say you kept these raps uh, feelings to the side till you was 14, and then w w around what time in your life did you meet Crane Novocaine? Because that, I met that, Crane when I was like 18, 19. Okay, so you was four years into people knowing that you rapped and all that. So well, you want to hear the story? Yeah, yeah, break it down. Um. All right, look. The younger years, I just mimicked my favorite rappers. Uh, it wasn't at see seeing Rakim, I just knew I loved it. Right, right. It wasn't until I saw Pac's So Many Tears video, that's what made me say, yo. Okay, so that was the game changer. Yo. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this 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 shit right here, this this is I'm like, this is incredible. Like yeah. But it it wasn't until I got all the way to Pac, you gotta understand, I studied Rakim. And when I got when I understood Rakim, I went to run DMC. Yeah. I I we had I had all this shit at my leisure. Cool Mo D tapes. Yeah. Wild yeah. Wild West. Houdini. Yeah. All this shit was in my house. Yeah. Right. So, so you didn't have to go anywhere. You just no. Had to go I just was like what you wanted to hear. And I'm sitting there. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. I had my choice, bro. I'm finna drop a tape called Little Darren from the Wayway. My one of my baby pictures. I'm standing in front of a record player, bro. Yeah. Remember the old joint, the wood joint, the lift, lift up, up, lift up with yeah. the and your at your granny house. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The heavy motherfucker that's the probably still there. That you <laughs> deep freezer heavy. Yeah. 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 That, we, so, listen, we got one in my mama's basement because that bitch's so heavy. It's just not never moving. It's just there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's a Casket. Yeah, that basically there. Yeah. So um the younger years was me mimicking everybody I my favorite artists. Uh until I got like twelve. Around about when I was twelve, I wrote a rap. Yeah. I didn't tell nobody. I kept it to myself. My best friend KP fucking caught me writing one day. He's like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm writing a rap, nigga. Yeah. He like, you writing a rap? He was like, nigga, you can't rap it then. Yeah. And we was right at the table in front of my granny and everything. And I was like, nigga, nigga. <laughs> and he was like, he bust out laughing. Yeah. But he was laughing because was I was, was sweet. Yeah. But I was sweet. Like, I, I promise, bro, there's no bragging. Like, I was polished my first one out the gate. Like, no two, like, I ain't have too many words and didn't say it right. Like, I was like, I had a rhythm and everything. But I was shy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that was my best friend, my everyday dog. Like, after that, he like, dog, rap that again. Rap it again. Yeah. Like, he went, he literally went home. We lived next door to each other. Dead next door. And, like, he went home laughing. Like, dog, I can't believe you, dog. Say it again. Say it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he and was happy for you. It was, but it was, he, but he was cracking on me, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was a moment. Yeah. He still ain't forgot that shit. He yeah. don't, probably don't even count that as a moment for us. But yeah, I know he remembered. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, that happened. And then, um, but I never voiced it again. Yeah. I never voiced it again. At 14, I was in high school, ninth grade, Finney. Now, by now, I'm writing raps. Yeah, yeah. Like, from 13 to 14, I've been writing shit. Now, I'm, you know, I got a few raps. Yeah. 14, ninth grade, I bump into my homeboy I ain't seen in, two, in, in, in a couple years. Now, we was best friends in middle school, sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. And our school switched and we got separated. We see each other in high school. We get to building, popping, and talking. One day, he fucking figures out that I'm rapping. I don't know how he peeped it. I, like, my raps fell out my locker or something. Like, what is 
that, nigga? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I rap. He was like, for real? He was like, spit something. I rap too. And I was like, for real? Yeah. And I was like, shit. And he was like, yo, check this out. He, <laughs> right, right. And he rapped, and I was like, yo. And I felt like he was sweeter than me. Yeah. But he was like so in shock that I rapped. Yeah. And shit, after that, it was on. Like, and it, it turned, we was a little, we was a group too. We was called Heaven Sent. Yeah. Yeah, me and Jay. Yeah. So, um. How, the name, Heaven Sent, where did that come from? How did y'all decide uh, on that? That sounds like an R&B group. Uh, Jay grew up in church. Yeah. So he had like, you know, like, uh, uh, allegiance but to he him. wasn't like a churchy kid. He grew up in church and his rap name was Godchild. Yeah. Okay. And what was your rap name at the time? Uh, shit, I don't know. I, I didn't even have one for real. Like, I didn't have one. I was trying to figure out a name. Like, I literally was like, I had, I was coming up with a bunch of dumb names, Life. And, uh, uh, I had one time it was Triple Beam, but I never said that out loud. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, because I checked myself, I'm like, I'm not playing with no Triple Beam right now. That's not gonna be my name. Fuck no. Yeah. It just sounded sweet for some reason. Um, and uh, after, like once I couldn't figure out a name, I was just deep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I just never voiced the name. Yeah. So I was just that nigga deep, yeah. deep, deep. It yeah. was just deep, yeah. deep for Darren. Yeah. So uh, that was it. But to like the the big homies in the hood, it was Lil D. Yeah, like they mom. always called me Lil D. Lil, my name is Lil Darren. Yeah. Like I'm Lil Darren because my daddy Big Darren. Right. So everybody that know me personally, that's Lil Darren. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that shit just kind of stuck anyway. Yeah. Lil Darren. So when the like the big homies be man, I'm bringing Lil D through here. He be fucking it up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's what happened, bro. Uh, fourteen, I was like. Yo, I'm about to. I'm rapping. Like yeah. I like rapping, but it was a hobby. Yeah. I wasn't like I'm gonna blow up. I was just like having fun, and I had long raps. Yeah. Long ass raps. Yeah. So basically, it wasn't structured in song mode. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, just. just I rapping. didn't know how. Yeah. I just was like, I'm you just write some sweet ass shit. Yeah. And and then like once like the the high school phase, you gotta understand this this nine this ninety nine. 2000. Yeah. This the time. Yeah. That shit's like the golden era that'll never come again. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like happening now yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. There's a lot going on. But right yeah, now. it's kind of like, it's kind of a 2000, man. Rockefeller. Rough Riders. Rough Low Riders. Rider, cash Money. Uh, death Row was falling off, but you knew that Death Row but was no, dead. But no, after Cash Money, No Limit. Because remember, Cash Money, No Limit was 98, 99, 2000, 2001, but the, but I'm talking like, really I'm speaking on 02, 01, yeah, 2000, yeah. 01, 02, that's the Hot 9, 7, the freestyles the, and shit, that yeah. era, yeah. the Ja Rules, the, the dip sets, the, it's the, the golden it's era, going into the mixtape era, mixtape era, yeah. 50 Cent, Lloyd Banks, and make my cat stretch longer than giraffe necks, you know what I'm saying, it was like, you had to know how to rap, it was the fucking time. Yeah, you had to know how to And write. I just went and wrote bars, 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 bars. I'm like, I'm going to have some shit to where it's like 
make this nigga stop. Yeah. So every time the homies would ask me to rap, we go into the basketball games and all that, we get together. Like, I had kind of like became notorious in the, in the fin for rapping, actually. Because yeah, right. I had whooped a couple niggas on the battle side. Yeah. And like, like I remember one glorious moment. Like, niggas was throwing chairs in the room <laughs> off some shit I said. I don't remember what I said, but it was crazy. Yeah. And the room was like, yeah! Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Moments like that was confirmation. Yeah. But that was in high school. Yeah. So uh you get out of high school and like how do you that the question was actually how did you meet Crane Novakan? Yeah. Because um, my partner in high school, Jerry, uh Mitch, Jay Mitch, he um he was uh Jay Mitch was like the older homie. Like, you know, you got the homie that's like the senior in high school. Right. And you're the freshman or the yeah, tenth like, grade or whatever. Uh we looked up to uh Jerry, so fresh as hell. That's my baby. Um after school, he graduated first. But he was he was the big homie come through, talk shit with us, smoke weed, all that blase splee. Um I would be rapping, you know, he'd come on the block and you know, they got in, the homies got into a habit of if I was around and they was waiting on the moment to say, man, it's time, dogs, it's gonna spit some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that started happening a lot. Like it was, you know, I was the, like the attraction yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, so one day, like Jerry would say, man, I'm gonna take you to meet my uncle. I'm gonna take you to meet my uncle. And I'd be like, all right. Um, one day, his uncle pulled up on the block, Crane. And he was like, man, this is my nigga right here. This the nigga right here. And uh, it was just like, whatever, what up, though, what up, though. We shook hands, but it nothing happened. Um, one day, me and the homie Jay, God child, yeah. uh, we ride. We used to go to the Butterfly. Yeah, I remember that. Mitch had an apartment. Out there on 14 in Van Dyke. Yeah. He had a spot, nice little spot out there. So let's stop over to the homie, see him. Let's smoke a blunt, get blunted real quick when we leave the butterfly. Yeah. We stopped by his uncle there. Yeah. Crane. Uh, he say, man, this is my motherfucking uncle. Hey, man, I'm so glad, boy, you came over. Boy, hey, spit some shit right now for unk, man. Yeah. yeah. I went off. Yeah. I went off. Like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Like I went off, and uh, I didn't know that he liked me. Yeah. He didn't show it. He just was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, shit, we smoked some weed and played Madden. Yeah. And then we bounced. Um, I got a call like, yo, my uncle wanna uh pull up on you. He wanna holler at you. Yeah. Crane. Uh, pulled up on me where I was staying at and um, had a beat. Gave me a beat and was like, see what you can do to that. Yeah. At the time, I ain't telling him I ain't know how to write songs. Right. I just took the shit and was like, all right, went in there. and I'm like, I had never even really ever wrote to a beat for real. Yeah. So you, like, so you I was straight Cassidy mode. I had been to a studio, but back then, dog, they was recording on dats. Yeah. Like, at that time, like it was the studio recording was different back then and right. it was more critical like you couldn't waste nothing 
yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You couldn't just be up there just fucking up back to back. And yeah. You not in like a, a, a you know if you yeah, like yeah you know what I'm saying like if you was Dre or some shit but. Like, you know, with a big-ass studio, y'all can afford that. But a nigga with his shit hooked up at the crib and running out of dats and, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And all that kind of shit. So, I never really got the experience. Yeah. I had been to a couple studios with a couple older cats that just was like, oh, my God, this little young nigga's flow is phenomenal. And they wanted to have me around. Yeah. Right. I was around some spitters. Yeah. Though, these niggas was spitters, though. I'm talking like Elza. Yeah. Royce, these right. niggas was crazy with it back in the day. Luck and Duck was their name too. Um, but uh, where where I leave? He on? gave you the beat. He gave me the beat. I took the beat. I had the beat a week. I built up the guts to call him and say, "Hey man, listen, come see me." He came and see me. I said, "I don't know how to write songs." Yeah. I had this beat all this time. I don't like the beat for real, but I'm like, the real thing is I don't know how to write songs. I've never done it. Yeah. And he was like, that was a moment for us because he was like, it was a, he respected me for being honest with him. Right, because not too many MCs who yeah. are just spitting go say, well, I don't know I could have just no acted like, I don't like that beat, bro. I ain't fucking with that shit. But I was like, man, for real, I don't know how to write yeah. songs. And he was like, damn. And... You want me to just stop here? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what happened, though. So, really, for real, but the, the story don't stop there because he said, go study who you like the most. Yeah. And I I learned how to fucking write songs, bro, from T.I. Trap music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope that he told you that because he figured if you can study who you like the most, you can get the structure from them. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did. Yeah, the so structure. I, T.I. shit was the most, like, it was, it was, I was able to, to calculate it and understand it. And I was already smart enough to understand, like, a bar must be a line. Yeah. So, one line is a bar. Oh, if that's the case, then 16 of these motherfuckers is what they mean when they say 16. 16! Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I counted his hooks. Yeah. And I, I studied, oh, you could do a four bar hook it could be eight bars you can repeat four bars yeah and and say it twice yeah you can do what you want right but that's the standard right and that's how i wrote take money to make money so the first beat he gave you was take money to make money no oh, no okay. the first beat he gave me was by a guy named tuck yeah and i whooped that beat ass right now <laughs> yeah. but that beat that beat sucked for real <laughs> that kid <laughs> Yeah, but so, that's how it happened. So from from the first from the moment he gave you the first beat, how long is it till you get to take money to make money? Because you was real early in working with Hell. Take Hello. money to make money was the last song we recorded for the project. Second from last, believe that. Straight up. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So going into the project, like this, your debut project. You raw, you coming off the east side shit. At that time, the east side technically was only known for the Cheddar Boys. And technically, niggas said that them niggas couldn't rap. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you had to sit with they shit and fall in love with it before a nigga acknowledged that, uh, them that, like, that Drake could rap or that Anguish could rap. You know what I'm saying? But coming out the gate, you wanted to establish, like, I spit. So, like, what was your mindset going into making that debut album? I'm about to get in trouble. <laughs> I felt like motherfuckers couldn't rap. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah. 
name them. That's how I felt. You know what I'm saying? It's a different, I'm a different, I was a young nigga, so yeah, yeah. I was ignorant. I wasn't ignorant and dumb, but I was ignorant. I mean, but at the, no, fuck ignorance. Backtrack that. I felt like niggas couldn't rap, bro. I was watching, and I'm like, niggas spending all this money. Why do it sound like that? Why is it so fucking shabby? Why it sound like it's coming out of basement? But y'all niggas doing this and that, and like this shit. Why this shit don't sound like Jay-Z shit? And right. pop shit. Well, where the fuck is the clarity at? Yeah. See, listen, it was deeper than me being better at rapping. Yeah. I was studying fucking sound quality and what shit should be like. And nah, you ain't in the pocket. What's this offbeat ass shit? I was, I was like that. Yeah. So coming in, it was. You heard the aggression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm nigga. I'm the one. Right. You know what I mean? Crane and them used to have to simmer me the fuck down. Yeah. Like, chill out. You need to be humble. But I'm like, nigga, who the fuck out rapping me for real? Like, what the fuck we being humble about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I learned a lot in them years too, and that and, and all the humble and everything that I learned, it, it was it was worth learning. I still got kicked in the ass though. Yeah. Humble or not, with how motherfuckers receive me. And I'd rather just a motherfucker receive me straight on how I am and accept me or get the fuck out my way. Right, no That's how I feel it. about it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of motherfuckers called me arrogant and they mistaken arrogance for confidence. I'm a lion. Yeah. You understand? When I was in it, I don't give a fuck what, what environment I'm in. If I have to be here, I'm going to adapt and you gonna motherfucking feel my presence while I'm here. Right. Period. When I was in the joint... Niggas knew who, man, bro, when I when I got on the motherfucking compound, niggas was telling niggas I was there. I was in Ohio. Yeah. Fuck you mean. Yeah. I don't walk around acting like I'm this, that, and this big, bad motherfucker, nigga, but I'm somebody. Yeah. Right. So the first album dropped, and it just take the city over. Like, what, what, where, where was you at with it? Like, because this is around the time that you, you, you actually physically had people who had to go to the store and get your Fuck album. Yeah. You know what Shout I'm saying? It's a, yeah, it's a different time. So what store was the first store you went in and seen your album in there? And like you, I didn't. Um, I went to a few stores when me and Crane was giving, um, when we were giving um, consignment. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really get that experience. And if I count it, I'm going to count Shantanese. Yeah. Yeah. So Shantanese, ooh, that's uh, Barry, right? Yeah, yeah, Barry, 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 and his wife. Yeah, Barry and his wife. We used to have a record store in Inkster on Inkster Road, and we bought it. Uh, my big homie bought it from Barry and his partner. His partner owned Puffer Reds. So, you know, Puffer Reds was one of the, if not the biggest black music uh, store you know, in the Midwest, uh, yeah. the, the country, especially when it was the coalition. And uh, that was back when. What show was on TV? Because we saw your video. What was the first single? Because Takes Money to Make Money wasn't the first single. No, nah, the first one was um, Hit the Block With It. Hit the Block With It. It was black and white, right? The video was black and white? No. Nah. So what What was black and white? Um, How many singles you have off that record? No, nah, my name, Stretch Money, had glimpses of black and white in it, but it okay. wasn't black and white. But that was what? That was the second single? Yeah. Okay, that's what I remember. Hit what? the Block With It, my name, Stretch Money. Money so how did you get the name Stretch Money? When did you uh, settle on that name and decide? Well, like, this is I was name? I was still daring. I was still that nigga D rapping up until I met Crane. I still didn't have a name. Straight up. Yeah. So, um, you know, one day I was just talking and 
and it just kind of clicked. It was like, um, I was talking and I was like, man, um, one day when I, when I get, when I get my money, I want my money to stretch. I yeah. want my money to stretch long. I want, my, and it wasn't about like stretching my money out. It was like, it was a dream. Yeah. Like I want long money and right. I want to stretch. And then I was like, stretch money. And then it was like, that makes sense. Stretch money. Then I, I said it. I just kept sounds like stretch money, stretch money, stretch money. Then Crane was like, man, what you gonna call yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yo, I think I got it. Yeah. And I was like, stretch money. Yeah. And it was gold. Yeah. Like he was like, he was sold. He was like, damn, that's what he said. Yeah. Like that's this is yeah. Yeah. And um, it was on. So around this time, you got the... Oh, you know, a lot of people don't know about the mixtape I did before it take money to make money. Okay, so what was that? Heat Rocks. Heat Rocks. I did a mixtape where I rapped over all industry beats, full mixtape shit, just yeah. freestyles over everything, like Amory and Fantasia. Oh, so anything that was hot at, at the time. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you still got a copy of that? No. Yeah, you got to keep that type shit. I know somebody that do. We only pressed up 5,000 copies of them, and we gave them all away. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what kind of started your buzz there. I would like to say, but I don't believe so. I, I wasn't even really, like, ready. Like, I didn't even sound as good as I sound. Don't take money in comparison. But you was like, you could hear, like, yo, this nigga can yeah. rap. Right, yeah. right. But it was because of where I was recording it, too. Like, hell of a changed everything, for real. Oh, okay. So how did you meet Helly? Crane took me to hell. Yeah, so they okay. family. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, they cousins or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hell of a, my nigga. Uh, so when you get to hell of a, cause you already polished with the raps and you know what kind of sound you looking for, so that was very interesting. I did. I'm saying as far as the quality, cause yeah. you just was yeah. like you studied niggas' quality, yeah. like. Yeah. So when you felt like he had that, did you feel like when you first recorded with him, he got the sound quality I'm looking for? Well. Yeah, but when I went to him, I didn't go nowhere else. Yeah. I Once I got to hell of a, it wasn't a, a question or a, like I'm going to find somewhere else to record. Yeah. We were sold. Plus, not only that, uh, we went through one or two people trying to get with niggas to record and niggas to make niggas with beats and things of that nature. But Crane was always plotting on us getting with Hella for the whole time because he believed in him. Like, he was like, we gotta get with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, him. Right, like, so, this is the ticket right here. Yeah, like, he was all, Hella was all, like, spoken highly of and respected even then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't know, like, the degree or the calamity of the situation. It's just when I went and met him and we, we clicked because it was, first of all, I'm young. I'm, I was on some real Cassidy shit back then, like yeah. and like a lot of people wanted to. They I gave them that drift a little bit. Yeah. You want to try to compare me to such, yeah. uh, but I just was a rap animal back then. So when Hellover met me, it was like being like it was small shit. Like I knew what samples was. Yeah. He plans. I knew the songs but, from listening but, to him but, as but a kid. Remember, yeah. So you like, so okay, this is it's this like, bing, it's like, who is, this, yo, this little young nigga is amazing. Yeah. So, and then when I got in the booth, 
I was one taking shit. Yeah. But it was cause of it was cause of how I was groomed. Crane pulled me to the side. Like, look, we go in here ready. You make sure you study your shit, you write it, you practice it. You right, so when you get here, we gonna handle this business because it was it was a, yeah it was it was starting the digital era, but it was still eight dats and all of that. Yeah, that. Um, we was good then when I met Hell of a One No Dats no more. Um, but that's when when I first went in there yeah. and niggas saw me get off. It was like woo, but then I can I was consecutive. Yeah, like like on some like first time out the gate, I'm doing three and four songs in a session. Yeah. Motherfuckers ain't, ain't doing that. Yeah, I'm, but I'm coming. I'm going. I'm in and out the booth fast. Like I'm going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One the verse, and he like, all right, put an in and out on it. Just do your ending parts. I'm learning all that, but it's happening so fast because I'm so fucking on point. Yeah. I mean, like, nope, not losing breath. My delivery is, you know what I'm saying. So it was like, like eyebrows was raised, and it was like, and that's where me and Helly got that mutual respect at, and he had. He had a lead on quality. Yeah. Even then, like he knew some tricks of the trade that niggas didn't know. To make it, to make it sound yeah. crisp. Yeah. To make and that's what crisp. made him better than the rest, and he still is. Still and still at the top of the motherfucking yeah. pile yeah, when it comes yeah. to production. Yeah. Still, yeah. still. So, takes money to make money come out. And how did your life change after that song on the radio? You killing the uh, what was that? What was that? Top eight to eight. You killing all of this shit like. What changed for you? Um, uh, what changed for you as far as like now you like I'm a rap star like this is it like so how did you accept that like because coming from dropping a mixtape that you didn't even feel like had any impact to right. dropping one of the biggest records that the city had ever seen still to this day like when it comes to physical yeah then physical y'all physically selling records like what is your mind state now because you're still a young nigga so you still like now are you feeling are you running around in the city like i'm the nigga or you like what's next because i'm two different things um, but man dog a lot of motherfuckers think i was running around like i was that nigga in and i wasn't dog that i was in shock yeah when did when did you know like this is bigger than my neighborhood? Because like you just detail how like okay when I first let niggas know I started rapping I had to get to Finney and I had to slaughter a couple niggas on the battle. Then I had to meet a nigga who gave me the structure. Then he put me with the nigga who he said if I put you with him this is going to happen. Then he put you with the nigga and it happened. And then like when do you look in the mirror and say like. This really just happened. How, what was like that moment? It was the moment when Crane pulled up on me and he had the fucking album pressed up. Yeah. And like, you know, it was in the jewel case, the official boy. Yeah. Shrink rap joint? Yeah, dog. <laughs> when he, he cracked it open. First of all, that famous picture that we all know, that's what I'm looking at. But it was so butter. Like, it was like, damn, like. This is me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I had a photo layout in the inside. I had other pictures too, yeah, if you remember. Yeah. Then, like it was a booklet. Yeah, you got the eight joint. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that was crazy. I felt like yo, I'm like pocking them. Yeah. I'm like yo, I, I, I was tripping. Yeah. That was the real moment. Like, and then, like for one, when you crack it open, you I see myself. Then this black CD sitting right there, and my name is wrote on it like sweet as fuck. Like, 
they it was all together. Yeah. And it, it was shining and it was like it was like then I pulled the CD up and my I was my picture was under <laughs> that like this and it was yeah. like this shit is real. Like yeah, this right. is amazing. I'm like, whoa, I got something. Yeah. And even at and I, I didn't understand really, really, really what I had, neither still. Like, you know, you couldn't have told me take money to make money was gonna do what it did. Yeah. That people I didn't know that that was the record people was gonna like. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, because it was the know. third single, actually. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Like I didn't know. I didn't know. Like we thought little boy. Yeah. And I forgot about that one, but we didn't shoot a video to that. But yeah. we thought little boy was gonna be the and it and it was. Yeah. But we thought like that was gonna be like the notoriety joint. So even with okay, okay who suggested uh, take money to make money as 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 a record? Because you said that they almost didn't make that. It was nothing. Well, I ain't too. say it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what happened was, um, went to the studio and hell of a played it, and I knew what it was. I was like, "Amazing, Frankie Beverly." Yeah. And he was like, "How the fuck you know that?" And I was like, I know music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, man, this you. And um, he was like, I'm about to put this singer on it. And it was Saida or whatever. But Helliver wrote the chorus. Yeah. Helliver made the beat and wrote that chorus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we got old girl to sing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So really, like... <sighs> He put that shit together. <laughs> yeah. Like I came to the studio one day and he was like, Popped and then up. he was like, back then a nigga put that shit on the CD and give it to you. Yeah, right. You so take you gotta, it. You gotta go right. I to took it, it home and wrote. I wrote to it, and that's that's how it happened. Yeah, yeah. And then I came back and we recorded it, and it was like, oh yeah, this shit fire. Yeah, like this the one. You feel what I'm saying? But we, I think they knew it. I did. Yeah, they knew it. They was grown, fucking adults. They knew, like, yeah, this the this the one. Yeah, I didn't know though. Yeah, so when it came to the uh for to the record, because like, how instrumental were you with the sequencing of the song? Because <clears throat> all that stuff made like you cared about. So yeah. like, how what like how what like how involved were you with that? Um, me and Crane always been, you know, like partners in this, like fifty fifty. Like with, like, um, I didn't have a lot to do with the business business, but when it came to me and him and the music, we were pretty much like hand in hand with the decision making. So it's like when it came to structuring them songs, I gave an incentive on what I felt was right, right, and yeah. what sounded right. Yeah, and he put his in, and. And we came up with that master ass sequence, but I definitely want to give him most of the credit. Yeah, that was fucking nineteen songs. Yeah. So at this time in your life, like, how's the relationship with you and your pop going? Because he's seeing you doing something <coughs> that you wanted to do, and it's like coming to fruition. Like you already done showed him, like, pop, I got the street smarts, I got the. Book he tried smarts. to make money off my fucking CD. Oh, when, when, you, when you say that, what you mean? Sell it. Give me some CDs to sell. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. You know, I don't kick it with that nigga. Oh, okay. But the way I feel about him ain't, it don't never deter how I speak about him. I love him. I always will, but I don't fuck with him. Yeah. We ain't cool. We don't kick it. We don't talk. We don't speak. I would love for him to like, but I don't even think it matters whether he see how good I'm doing or not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What matters is 
like I just put my my baby brother on the record. We got a record. This record about to be big as fuck. Yeah. And I, I, that feels better to me. Yeah. Right. right. So, takes money to make money come out. The city on lock. Like, how are you preparing to work on your next album? Because now you got standards. Now you got you got expectations. People seeing you in the streets and they like you really spitting. And so, how do you go into working on your next album? You mean like in that moment in time? Yeah. Well, I never stopped recording. Okay. Yeah. I had never stopped. It's 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 motherfucking nineteen more songs in behind the Take Money to Make Money album that nigga I recorded forty some songs and then we structured that shit. Okay. But I never stopped recording even then. I kept recording in the same groove. Yeah. I got I got I got I recorded Take Money to Make Monies again. I redid another Maze and Frankie Beverly like they gonna want this again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I was never able to give it to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I redid uh 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 I can't get Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That motherfucker hell he did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I stayed in the same groove and I just kept recording and um unfortunately a chain of events took place like after that to where I I really I didn't rec I didn't like make another album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I, you didn't I, never I didn't. go into album mode again. Like. I didn't. No, I came uh, for one, I wrote the wave was so big, yeah. and then back then, you know, you worked the album for a year, a year two years. Yeah. Like some niggas worked the album for a year before it picked up. Like you had to work your shit six months into a year, and you might catch on. And right? then you gotta work it. And then you gotta work it after yeah. that. So yeah. you gotta understand. Like so, we we did the working, working up to it. Then it got hot. Then shit, it was two years of work, and behind. The push, of, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. and then the, the 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 buzz still going. I'm still getting paid. It was a three four year run. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So besides the city, what was your biggest market? Um, man, I couldn't even tell you, but it was Midwest. It oh, was Midwest. it was it was mainly the Midwest region. Yeah. Um, I got some traction in the South because a few things that I did. I got a call from the UK. I had song in a week in UK one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mid the Midwest region. Yeah. For sure. There, for sure. There quick. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Like we definitely. Yeah. At this time, <laughs> you are on everyone's album also because the standard for an album in Detroit at this time was these features. Stop me if I'm lying. You had to have KDZ from the West. You had to have stretch from the east, mm. and then if you go double back and do the east again, you gotta have. Uh, <laughs> you, you better say it. You feel me? You had to have Herc on there if you go do. You had to have Tone Tone. Tone Tone. You know what, man? We gotta get Tone Tone up here because a lot of motherfuckers try to overlook his his contribution. I'll, I'll, to ne that I'll time. never, I'll never let nobody overlook Tone Tone. Never. That's why I ain't let you do it. Yeah. Cause I'll never let that happen. He has been leading the race. He is the elite. Yeah. yeah. That nigga that. is yeah. the elite, and he has been leading the race for the last motherfucking fifteen years as far as who's doing what and where they at. Yeah. And he's, always got a single. He's out there, still doing, doing it right now. And still got a single out there. He's still in the lead. <laughs> yeah. He, that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. Cash doll don't count. That's sis. 
You feel me? Like she the queen. She the queen. She the queen for she the queen because of her work ethic. Yeah. She the queen because of surviving the black ball and yeah. what she went through. She the queen for motherfucking leaving this crusty motherfucker and sowing her royal oats all throughout the motherfucking country. Yeah. And she the queen because it ain't nobody here to fucking match her. Yeah. That's why. And that and I the same thing go for Tone Tone, dog. That nigga got the gift of gab and the hustle hand and nobody can outwit that nigga. He gonna stay in the motherfucking lead and yeah. in the race. Yeah. So let's you know fast forward a little. Uh so let's talk about uh the, you being a fearless rebels lifestyle brand and talk that shit. How did that come about? Um, my good Kenzie. Yeah. He gonna be mad I dropped this hook like that. <laughs> And we got him coming on too. But I, I call him by his real name out of respect. Like I love him, and I just call like like when he my his number in my phone is Mister McKenzie. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, a certain respect I carry for him. I call him Mister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, he reached out to me and wanted to help me career wise. Yeah. Um, with uh, you know, um, uh, marketing and my looks and whatnot. <clears throat> um. Right now, um, what people don't know, I'm, I'm going to say it now because we having one of them type of conversations. He's my creative director. Okay. Um, you know, I, he brings my imagination, my, my imagination to life. Yeah. He helped me structure this shit. Yeah. When I need the boom, 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 that's who helped me do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do the work, but he helped me make, he's the coach. Yeah. He, set, he, he helped me set the play. We go over the plays, we run them, and then we run them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh with that being said, let's talk about the hot night. I mean the hot one oh two seven Hannibal performance. Was he behind that? <laughs> Is that of of course he was behind that, but what you gotta understand and what a lot of people they got a misconception I don't know what they be thinking, but everything you see me do is all me and my creativity. I just have great people to bring it to life, to help me bring my shit to life. Everything Beyonce do is all her imagination and creation. She just gets the she right people. She have the place. right people yeah. in order to help her bring it to fruition. Yeah, and it's the same thing with me. Um, but yes, Devin helped me uh, solely put that together. Nah. Me and my brother was talking before we got here. We said when you when they wheeled you in on the dolly, that probably went over a lot of the young niggas' heads because they probably didn't have a clue who Hannibal Lecter was. Did you get that type of feel when you went in there? Like some of these niggas might not even know. They just thought like the shit was sweet. Yeah. They didn't know like had they had they really like resonated with the fact of what I was doing. They probably would have been a bit more nervous in that bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this this nigga just, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I knew that it was going to be a shock just doing it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I had already weighed out the pros and cons and the variables of the situation already. You know what I'm saying? So I knew whether they knew what I was on or not. Just rolling in there like that the whole effect you ain't seen no shit like this it ain't been done in these 135 weeks y'all ain't did shit different yeah y'all just come you know up here saying? Yeah, rap y'all catching the bus down there to rap shut up <laughs> Fuck out of here. so did so did people was people upset at that i because I, I, I was like uh people that's were, dope i understood no, what it was I'm they like, were upset about my statement the next day uh when i addressed the press yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, look, I went on the gram, I posted a pic, and I said, I wasn't in the room with them, they was in the room with me. Not only that, 
This whole big ass paragraph, we can go back. I kept that shit out there for record. If you read the whole paragraph, I shouted everybody out. I praised DJ. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. All that shit. And then I said what I said in the end because motherfucker, this is rap. This friendly competition. Bro, niggas was talking about they was going to kill me, bro. And when I see you, I'm going to shoot you. And, man, we don't play like that. Right, like, I'm going to find you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be at your motherfucking mama house. Yeah, and I'm going to hit you, you know off like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> so that shit was crazy. Like, that shit was crazy. Like, niggas was, niggas was mad. Uh, so all off, of, all off of that statement. So I, I don't even understand, like, how could a nigga get upset at that, right? Because, like you said, it's rap. And nigga, you in the room with me. You should feel like I'm in the room. Bro, with listen, you. listen. You know let I'm me saying? explain something to you. See, this shit deeper. This shit deeper. I I hope that every one of them gentlemen that was there uh, and that had a problem with me from that situation get the opportunity to hear this. You ain't got the camera rolling. You know what I'm saying? But this shit was always deeper than rap. I am the villain. Yeah. That's what this villain shit is about. That's what I had to explain to BJ. Yeah. You understand? I am the villain. In case you aren't aware, I have an album out, an EP titled The Villain. Right. I'm on full bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. For a reason, though. Yeah. I'm coming to check temperatures and straighten some shit out. Yeah. And I got a problem with niggas that got a problem with me. Yeah. Not only that, this villain shit, I am all variations of the word. Yeah. You understand? Tonight, y'all got stretchable lectors. Yeah. That's just who y'all got tonight. Right. You understand? The real the real foundation of the villain is the Joker. Right. I'm the Joker. Right. I'm the I'm the Joker of this motherfucking city. You know why? Because I'm the one nigga that don't nobody wanna fuck with and that everybody they wanna fuck with me and they scared to fuck with me because who they fuck with ain't cool with me. So they can't be cool with me out in the open. That's why I'm the motherfucking villain. Yeah. Right. You feel me? Yeah. That's what makes me the villain because I'm a black sheep outcast. Yeah. You understand? Amongst every one of these motherfuckers in the city, you name them, every last one of them. Yes, that's why I'm the villain. Yeah. You understand? And everybody that can close doors on me and and motherfucking don't fuck with dog and y'all know who y'all is, so y'all know why I'm on this villain shit. Yeah. Right, you understand? Right. It ain't no motherfucking mystery and no secret. Nah, you, you, uh... I still got something to say. Alright, I got you. The stretchable lector is what happened that night. Yeah. You understand? The Joker is the premise of the situation. It's more villain shit coming. That statement... Yeah. I don't... Nobody's familiar, but that line I said... I'm not in here with y'all. Y'all in here with me. That's from the movie The Watchmen, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's the motherfucking nigga, uh, Warshack with the mask. Yeah. When he motherfucking got sent to prison, them niggas was in there trying to try him, and he he grabbed the motherfucking uh fryer out the grease and dumped the whole motherfucking pan of bubbling hot grease on dog head, yeah. and then that's what he told him. I ain't in here with y'all. Y'all yeah. in here with me. Yeah. Right. It's shit. <laughs> Villain shit. Right. Things never. So it ain't boring. my fault. You motherfucking Zank Hill. Yeah. yeah, so when you uh, came home from, from jail, how did you feel like you was received? Because before that, like like I said, you was one of the staples in the city. How many projects was you on? Just doing Man, that run. Um, uh, during that run, I was over, I had uh, I had done, done over 250 features. See what I'm saying? 
250. That, that span from the city all through the Midwest, everything, right? You know what I'm uh, saying? That's just in the city. Crazy. So, like, when you come home, how do you feel like you was received? Because now when you come home, it's a man, different ain't, no, ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody come fuck with me. I'm about to tell you came and fuck with me. Danny always that went and came and fuck with me. <laughs> that yeah, is motherfucking Project yeah. Pacino came and fuck with me. Sir yeah. Pepe, what up, though? Them two fat motherfuckers <laughs> came and fuck with me yeah. the long way. You feel me? Leafy, baby. Uh, motherfucking, you know, DRS over there. What up, though? You know what I'm saying? Uh, them, them two niggas came and fuck with me. Yeah. You understand? Tone, me, tone don't count. That's bro. Yeah. Like me and Tone gonna kick it and smoke cigars and talk shit about everybody else when it ain't nothing else going on around this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my baby. Yeah. We right. go all, we go back. Yeah. This shit, Big Finny shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tone don't count in conversations like this. But motherfucking Tone was there. Tone, 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 uh, introduced me to Akon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had to do that. Um, that was it, though, bro. It's a couple other niggas, you know, but my, my niggas that I'm not naming is niggas that's personal. Buddy Montana. Yeah. You yeah. feel me? Niggas like that. J. O'Neal. You yeah. feel me? J. O'Neal, what's up, fool? You feel me? J. O'Neal felt the way because his name wasn't shouted out on Salute. But I was playing a, a, a... See, listen, man. You dealing with a thinker. That, that Salute song that I dropped when I came out, that was a politic card. Yeah. You feel me? But it was genuine. Yeah. But you think I got a motherfucking handshake from any nigga I named on that song or pull up stretch, drink on me, take a picture with me or yeah. something. Niggas know I needed to help. When you come out of joint, you don't even got clothes. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like, but at the same time, man, you, you don't nobody owe don't nobody owe me shit. Yeah. I've been a long rider and a warrior all my life, so I just had to take that shit on the chin. I was emotional about it at first. You feel me? Cause I wasn't received like the God, but I'm not the God. I'm just saying, like, you know, I just thought niggas would have been more genuine and fucking with me. But yeah. that actually helped fuel the fire to the villain thing. Absolutely. Which, which is that's what you want now. So let's talk about 2019. You dropped the villain EP. You dropped Locked In, and you about to drop a little Durant Darren from the Wayway. Now we were just listening to Locked In when you actually called when we was on the way. We were to that. And the song with you and Danny, Danny snapping, but y'all going back and forth snapping though. Like so, like when you get in the studio with a nigga who you say was there when you got out. Like what's the vibe like then? Because now. Y'all got a point to prove. Man, me and Danny had a fucking blast, man. I had I had fun with Danny in the booth. I had fun with Four Two Twin. It was my first time meeting Twin. Yeah. Uh, that nigga is uh, very. I I like that nigga, dog. Uh, he cool. He humble. Um, I really like the way he carry himself. He polished. Other than that, I don't know shit about him. You know what I'm saying? But I fuck with Four Two. The session was excellent. Um, Danny fucking blast bro like let me tell you about him his work ethic is bananas that's what niggas don't know i know that because i used to work downtown on jefferson and mr allen's and uh, i got to know danny he used to bring me so much music and we just to play it in the store and he'd be like oh just press play and we'd let that shit ride we'd be up there talking the whole shift he'd go get his daughters get him shoes and shit that's my nigga you feel real what I'm one but he yeah. always like that soon i'm talking about as soon as i met him and he i just was like damn because a chick was playing this song and i was like dog what the fuck is that and, and he, she was like, he yeah. never act like he a rapper with you no because i done helped the nigga exactly. already and shit. Exactly. so she's like you done helped the nigga before so when he came back in i just showed him like hey she 
was playing your shit, that shit go. Yeah. We've been solid ever since. He, anything that was happening in this career shit, he had come, like, what you yeah. think about this? And I'd be like, shit, how it makes sense for you. You just, just chopping it up. With but that, then we chop it up, and then they ain't got shit to do with music. That's my nigga. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he a good one. I don't even think he know I got a twin, bro. He might not. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, know, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know y'all. Yeah. You, feel what I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, Danny, man, excellent, Genuine excellent session. Too. He did the, like, see, that's what, he the only person on my album where he did the chorus. Yeah. yeah he did yeah. the chorus, he did the chorus and, and the, the verse. Niggas got to pay him for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that took me over the top. Yeah. Um, I had a fucking, I, I ain't going to lie though. Sada Baby though. Yeah. The Sada Baby verse, that shit was a classic moment because, first of all, I was surprised to see these niggas' work ethic, man. Um, yeah. Danny, his work ethic was phenomenal. He one took his shit. Yeah. He was polished. He was ready to go. He wasn't sweating and under pressure or nervous or, you know, nigga project freestyle. Uh, the, the song, I got a record with me and Project and Pepe, but I ain't put it on there. Yeah. Because Project way sweeter now than what he is than when he did the verse. Yeah. He freestyled that shit. Dead smack in front of me, hit the weed, and was like, ah, yeah. my baby. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So uh, that was, that shit, I was like, yo, you mean to tell me I can make sure, I can make my chorus sweet and in the pocket, and I can just freestyle these verses? Yeah. I can do it like that. Yeah, yeah. That changed the game. For, that yeah, changed the game for me when way. I saw him do that. Like he did. Matter of fact, I'm tripping. Project did a hook for me, bro. Yeah. He did a whole hook in front of me, and that bitch was crazy. He made sure the hook was like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, cut that verse out, and he just <laughs> went. Yeah. Like I mean, literally right there into that shit until he couldn't rap no more, yeah. and then that's what we used. Yeah. And I was like, dog. And then after that, because I had been in the joint, and I saw Future do that. Yeah. That like that's how Future record. He makes sure his hook sweet as fuck, and then he just sit there and freestyle the verse. Yeah. Right. And like he do song after song after song after song like that. Yeah. But that's how you accumulate a bunch of songs. Right. Right. So the session with Sada. The nigga heard the beat, dog. Man, I swear that nigga was done in ten minutes. Yeah. That shit was like so fast, but he, like, he had never heard it. He literally did that shit on the spot. It wasn't nothing he had already. Yeah. Like the nigga heard the beat and that nigga just got to grooving. Yeah. <laughs> then he got he started moving and he went in the booth. Yeah. And that was it. And that was it, dog. I swear, seven minutes in the booth, like. The shit, the shit was, the shit was crazy. It's like he just opened up his mouth and it was wet. Yeah. And then it was done, dog. <laughs> and we took pictures. Yeah. And I, I was just in amazement. I was amazed. Like I was amazed at that shit because I'm like one of the only niggas who do that. Yeah. But he did that shit on the spot. Came up with it. Thought of it. Said it. Didn't have to read it. Yeah. Had his shirt off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit was like a moment. Like. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that one. Uh, Cash Kid was excellent. You know what I'm saying? I have a pleasure working with everybody that I work with. That's dope. Now, how did you feel being featured in a uh, De Decipher exhibit? Oh, yeah, man. Now, that was recognition. Well worth it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a part of history forever. Yeah. I'm forever in the hearts of y'all, my people. But to be in a museum 
you know, in, in that picture. I not only did I was I in the museum though, I made the paper. Yeah. And everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then like she made the books. She she made books. Yeah, I got so, one. So yeah, it's for it's forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? This motherfucker could burn up and that book could be somebody might pick the book up. Yeah. And we in there. Yeah. You know but you do you got a copy of the book? Yes. Okay. You got children? Yes. So like like how do you explain to them who you are when it comes to your career? My daughter a music baby. Yeah. She she know her daddy somebody. Like for real, for real, for real. I'm, ever since she was able to, she been watching me on YouTube. Yeah. So it's like that's my daddy and it's like that's my daddy. Yeah. But she hasn't had the, the opportunity of feeling like her daddy's honor in the streets. Yeah. Or like what somebody would do for her. Because the of who her daddy who her father yeah. is. She hasn't uh felt that yet. I know that's gonna change things for her. But she know I'm a she know like my daddy is somebody. Yeah. You know, she I'm I'm her superhero for sure. Yeah. But that's without stretch money. Right. You know that's what I mean? Just yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, man, since she was able, she been watching my videos and shit and everything and actually I walked in the house uh yesterday and she was like, Daddy, I, I wrote a song. Yeah, how'd that make you feel? Didn't tell you about that. <laughs> how'd that make you feel? I'm emotional, bro. Like, yeah. I be having to, like, not cry. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, people don't know how much I, like, hold back from crying. Yeah. Because I'm really, like, emotional as hell. Yeah. So there be moments like that, like what for real? You wrote a song like, uh, "I'm a weekend father." Oh, so okay. all our moments is priceless. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you said you got a little daring from the way way on the way. What can we expect from that as uh, listeners? For the most part, and and the most confidence that I can have, uh, what you can expect is feeling like the first time. Yeah. yeah. Everybody that's been riding his way when he's staying down and you know, or or then got off the ship and ain't listened to me in years. This time it's gonna feel like the first time. Yeah. I did it on purpose. I did it because niggas thought I couldn't. I did it because niggas think I ain't got that talk in me no more, uh, or that I can't uh, uh, adapt to the cadence. Yeah, I'm really fucking shit up on this tape, like. It, the the MC stretch ain't on this tape, but but once or twice. Yeah. I gave niggas the MC and then I gave them Lil Darren that street shit. Yeah. yeah. It's all the way one way one frequency. Yeah. And how many uh, how many uh, records? Ten. 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 Straight to the point, huh? Ten. Any features? Um, SG Marmar, um, Buddy Montana, the real little baby. Um, Cheddar Boy, little baby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. Uh, we just say that because we think it's funny. You know, he been little baby, baby for twenty years. Yeah. Uh, twenty five years now. You know, old boy is old boy is like nineteen years old. The song. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. You know, we did some marketing on that record. Yeah. You so you know. Said, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh. Um. Um. City. Mr. McKenzie. Oh yeah, and uh, who we got on production? Who 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 produced? Uh, the the project is super produced by Mike from Michigan. Yeah, and uh, 
that's one of my people I'm bring, I'm introducing him to the game. Okay. okay. Um, quarter pound music, and I got one from uh, Ruel. Stop playing. Okay. But uh, the other eight records, I really was gonna make it all Mike. Yeah. But um, I got a record on there, um, in honor of Big Low. Yeah. So when I told Quarter Pound what I was trying to do, and like we we like the only niggas with his vocals for real. Oh, straight up. Yeah. So um, when I told him what I wanted to do, he felt it. And yeah. He came up with something crazy right on the spot. Seven minutes. I mean. Oh. And uh, so yeah, that's how that happened. Yeah. So you said you did 250 verses just in the city. Yeah. You said you never stopped recording. Never. What's your what's your dopest verse you feel like you've ever written? I just wrote it the other day. Yeah. Um, so this gonna be on the album. Or this on Lil Darren. Okay. Yeah, man. It's it's just. Let's yeah. hit the first four bars of that shit. Uh, what I say, man? I just listened to it before I came in here. Uh, when you a nigga that been through the struggle, that shit is strengthen your hustle. When you a nigga that been through the struggle, you don't expect niggas to love you. When you want to fall, you got to go harder. That shit is strengthen your muscle. You got to make sure that you standing strong whenever your enemies rush you. When you a nigga with dirt on your name, <laughs> you can't expect niggas to trust you. When you a nigga that play with them straps, then expect a nigga to bust you. When you a nigga that care for your kids, the Lord makes sure that you straight. When you a nigga that ain't doing right, the Lord makes sure that you ain't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... That that one's sticking with me right now. Yeah, yeah. What was your best feature you ever feel like you did? Like I got out there and killed that shit. You can say Ew. the artist, whatever artist. Ew. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Best feature to date. It's a lot of them, but I'ma just pick uh, winners lose. Me and Tom Tom. Okay. What what project was that on? Because people go. That's on Tom Tom last joint. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was your uh when when did you know that the West Side of Detroit fucked with you? When did you feel like, okay, these niggas I ain't talking about the rappers, I'm talking about you just Nah bro, up. they always did, bro. Like listen, like fucking with Helly, fucking with Helly is like fucking with Helly, the West Side was at the studio. Yeah, okay. So you know what I'm saying, like and then like he vouched for me. You know what I'm saying? And like, niggas had extreme love for me, dog. Like, and it just stretched. Yeah. So, it's like, it really wasn't no gratifying moment. Like, it's like the West just took to me ASAP, for real. Like, it wasn't no, like, I gotta win the West over. Yeah. Thing. And then, you know, for me, it was different because I had a song so universal. Right, that it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't no yeah. East and West or my song really exemplified the culture yeah. of the city at that point in time, period. Yeah. Uh it was if you were six years old you can dance. If you was fifty six you could dance. Definitely a Detroit. And that shit I think that that's what made the difference. It I was the one see it was Tone Tone, K D Z, East and West, and then I was the one that came in and was like, No. Nah. This Detroit. Right, right, right. So what's next after uh, after the new album? What you got 
personally, I'm gonna say it out loud. Um, I wanna, I wanna do a documentary. Yeah. I wanna do. It takes money to make money. Yeah. I'm gonna document it. Yeah. Um, for 2020 though, you can expect the villain volume two. Okay. And locked in 2020. Locked in 2020. You no acting, nothing like that. Uh, I'm already acting right now. So yeah, uh, the shit that I'm in will be out. Uh, shout out uh, to Jacoby Films, my man Jigsaw. Um, I um, have a very clever role. Yeah. In the uh, the Detroit 80s. That's the name of the movie. Okay. I'm killing people. <laughs> is that is uh, Super MC in them in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. MC, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking I'm about. I'm coming to see him. Okay. okay. They, <laughs> call, they call me to come see him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a hitman, dog, me and Hurt. We yeah. Hitman together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When that come out? Uh, we don't got a date on it yet. Part one, up. part one is out now. No, we still shooting part two. Okay, but part one it'll be ready for twenty. Yeah, it is. It'll be ready for twenty twenty. I'm also doing the Detroit Cable Connection movie. Uh, it's about a uh, cable guy who hustle on the side. Yeah, what's yeah. my man name who behind that? I seen him. Uh, twin. Twin. Yeah. yeah. He be with Uda. That's that's Uda. Uh, yeah. 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 So I picked up them roles. Yeah. For 2020, we doing them now though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. We can look forward to but that. for the most part, locked in 2020 in the villain volume two. Yeah. Okay, bet it up. All right. So before we get up out of here, how you want people to remember you? One word. Loving. That's dope. And if people needed to contact you, how could they contact you? Um, Stretch Money DET is my Instagram. Stretch McCullough is my Facebook. Um, you can reach out to my management. Tell a story promotions. Uh, 313-704-7655. You on Twitter? No. You got to get back on Twitter. I bro. do. That shit is popping. <laughs> I Listen. do. Right now, I'm a fucking Twitter advocate. I refrain. I refrain <laughs> from going because, like, I like Twitter was the first one I learned, and I was yeah. like, "Yo, this Twitter shit is lit. This yeah. is this is where it said Twitter is awesome, right?" Yeah. And then when I got out, the, when I came back, and it's like it seemed like it changed a little bit, and yeah, then I was yeah. like, "I don't know how to do this no more." <laughs> yeah. Listen, because you still can drop links. You feel what I'm saying? You will have a nice following. You got to get on Twitter, bro. Fuck the gram. You feel what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. the gram, if you hashtag something, they'll block it. Post be blocked and shit. Oh, uh, I Twitter, can't even. I I can't even get my paid promos off on there. See what I'm saying, bro? You got to go back to Twitter. My goal for 2020, as everybody know, is to go to the actual Twitter facility. I want to see how many people work in this building, bro. I have to go. Not on no funny shit. Like I want to make sure. I'm I'm gonna be invited to Twitter because I want to go in there see yeah, how this you shit wanna works. Do a tour. Yeah, I want to yeah, see what yeah. this shit about, bro. Because. Yeah. People don't know this, right? Twitter don't make no money, so they say. So I wonder why, like, this still a thing. They never sold out. You know, Instagram sold out to Facebook for the billions. Twitter never sold out. They don't technically make a profit. You know what I'm saying? So they say. So, like, I just got to see, like, the Internet in yeah. real time. <laughs> that is shocking. <laughs> yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, they, they throw all type of shit out there. I don't believe that. Man, I really don't want to believe because how do you create such a platform and it's no it's, it's other people no, making big money on this yeah, shit it's yeah. no yeah like how do you do that and you not getting something like something 
Hey, but you got to get back on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I might jump I'm on there, man. After I'm, I'm done, when I when I, yeah. when I start yeah. promoting the shit I want to promote, yeah. I'm gonna jump on there. So how can people get at you? Hey, man, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, TCE Pod. So both of them, TCE Pod, which of course is the connected experience. What if they want to tell you how dope the show is? They can hit us at pr at tcoh dot org. Pr at tcoh dot org. Who are you? I'm AJ. I'm SJ. I want for my brother what I want for myself.